The circle is cast, the candles lit, the spell is spoken, and Mother Moon is watching all that we say and do. For the next short passage of time, you are in an enchanted place called the Witching Hour. Hi, my name is Elle. And my name is Bill. And this, and this is, is The Witching, Witching Hour, Hour for February 2019. 2019. And the subject for this evening's podcast is keeping their pagan faith while they stay in the closet. Take it away, sweetie. Well, I know we've touched on this subject before, but not with any source detail. So, with the help of two articles, one by Neela Banerjee in 2007, and another by Sangeeta Singh Kurtz and Dan Koff in 2018, we wrote our own. We have used bits of Miss Banerjee's because the story she tells is so much like the hundreds we have heard from tearful and sometimes terrified members of covens over the years. Remember, we're both old. <laughs> because of that, we will not use names of any members, past or present. Why? Because this is still a very serious problem for some pagans, and we respect their need for anonymity. We only wish it was not necessary for them. We wish that all pagans could walk in the sunshine of this lovely, harmonious, and clean faith. We'll never stop fighting for the right that every other religion takes for granted. Thanks, sweetie, and boy, is that the truth. So, let's begin. This is uh, a description in Miss Banerjee's source. Um, it was very vivid, and it reminded me so much of things that have happened to our own folks. So it goes like this. Above the woman's fireplace hangs her wedding picture taken in a Lutheran church years ago. Below it, on the mantelpiece, is a small altar. Two candles, tiny cauldron, four stones to represent the elements of nature, and a small amethyst representing her spirit. Sound familiar? The wedding portrait is always there, but whenever somebody comes to visit, the woman takes the altar away. She hides it. Raised in Southern Baptist in Virginia, and now a stay-at-home mother of two in this Washington suburb, um, she has told almost no one, not her relatives, her friends, or the other mothers in her children's playgroups, that she is pagan. Among the most popular religions to have flowered since the 1960s, paganism still faces the struggle for acceptance. In 2007, pagans won an important victory with the Department of Veterans Affairs um, when they settled a lawsuit and agreed to add the pentacle, a sacred sign for most pagan traditions, to a list of religious symbols that it will engrave on veterans' headstones. I'm so happy for that. But paganism in the civilian world is largely still a religion in hiding. Pagans fear losing their friends and jobs if people find out about their faith. I would love to be able to say, accept us for who we are, but I can't, mainly because of my kids, said the suburban mother, who agreed to talk only on condition of anonymity. Children can be cruel, and their parents can be even more cruel, and I don't want my kids picked on for the choice their mother made. She worries that because most people know little about paganism, they assume she worships Satan. I cannot tell you how often I have heard that. It rings in my ears, and I just want to smile and say something really screwy and horrible, but I try not to do that. People who know nothing about our religion almost always do. In truth, pagans don't even believe in Satan. Uh, she fears that her family and friends will abandon her and the community will ostracize her. Believe me, this is all too true with a frequency that would astound you. 
Yeah, and there's a professor of history continuing on in this uh, work at a prominent divinity school. He said the following, Pagans have so many things stacked against them, from what the Bible says about the practice of magic to the history in this country of witch trials. The image of pagans adds up to something so contrary to the consensus about genuine religion that still shapes American society. You have no idea how offensive that last quote is to most pagans and to Ellen and I, particularly the part about paganism not fitting into the being a genuine religion, and therefore it's not qualified to be considered in any way. Maybe it's a cult. It's not a cult. Paganism is a religion. Pagans worship the divine in nature. They worship the divine of life and man and nature all together. Some practice privately in their own homes, and others worship in larger groups. We've yet to see a large congregation of pagans anywhere, except in the pagan-friendly UU churches in most cities. And goddess knows we'd love to. I've seen pagans attending ceremonial festivals and rites in large numbers, but never in a church-like facility on a regular basis. With few exceptions, most gather in private homes and locations that are not open to the general public. Woods and wild places are most favored if they can find one who will allow them to meet. Our local Covenstead is working very hard to make it possible for pagans to gather in large numbers on a regular basis for social connections, ritual, and community festivals. They have acquired land and a facility and make sure that it is financed with a business that will not only serve the local community in a very green way, but will give local pagans a place to gather, in or out of doors, and bring all their pagan-friendly friends. But we digress. This is how it should be. It isn't always how it is. How well said. Most people do not grow up pagan, but come to it from another religion, Catholicism being the most frequent crossovers. Um, I've never seen so many um, pagans in my lifetime tell me that they were formerly Catholic. I mean, I could have guessed, and we always tease them by saying, well, Catholics have pagan DNA. And we know for a historical fact that it is more likely than not. I could go on about this for another hour, but we will save that subject for another witching hour, so don't miss a single podcast. Paganism is a very open religion. Each person can do what they want in most traditions, particularly in ours, and they don't have to belong to a group. They take things from a number of different sources, even other religions. Unfortunately, we find very quickly that our symbols and practices often elicit suspicion from outsiders. For instance, the pentacle. Um, It's a five-pointed star inside a circle, which is often confused with symbols of Satanism. Okay, the five points of the star represent the elements of nature, earth, air, fire, and water, and the spirit within the eternal circle of life. And if you think about it, this is not really far from non-pagan religions. They have dogma and doctrine and symbols and claim much the same outcome using their own symbolism and trappings. Personally, I think there are very few differences between any humanitarian religion and ours. There's just one annoying but blatant difference. The idea that those religions are taught that theirs is the only religion and to be anything else means you are damned to hell or worse forever. This means all Christians and Abrahamic religions. All. All pagans practice a form of worship. We like a comfortable fit, doesn't everyone? So we incorporate things that we pluck from books that we have read and 
whatever we have experienced in our lives, and because of this, because we don't accept the same deities as Christians and other Abrahamic religions, many outsiders see us as evil, in many cases unredeemable, fit only to be destroyed, which they did, and still do in many countries, with an astonishing litany of creative methods, both horrific and certainly quite final for the accused person. This is horrible to even think about that, and we hear about it on the news all the time. Yeah, remember the Spanish Inquisition? I do, but I was thinking of things a little more um, up-to-date. Still, It's still going on. So, we ask, how many of us are out there, hidden or not? It's unclear how many pagans there are in the world, not to mention the USA. The 2001 American Religious Identification Survey by the City University of New York found that paganism was the country's fastest-growing religion at the time. We've known that for a while, but go ahead. However, many people have been unwilling to identify themselves as pagan in general, for obvious reasons, which is what this podcast is all about. Pagans may face less backlash now than in the past. Maybe so. At least we're not going to get burned. (laughs) Hopefully. The lady sitting across from me has been a card-carrying pagan since 1977. That's me. She's now 76. You didn't have to add that in, but go ahead. She looks 50. (laughs) (laughs) Keep going, honey. She worked for Uncle Sam. She kept most information about her religion to herself. She wasn't ashamed of it. She simply didn't see the need to tempt fate in those days. Neither of us discussed our religion much at all. Of course, when we were in Germany, it didn't come up much. Folks aren't as nosy about things like that in Western European countries. There are pockets of areas in the USA, though, that are obsessively curious about your religion, your personal lives, and who you know. Ellen, I think there is much more going in the world on that merits our opinions. Besides, the internet, ta-ha, the internet provides mountains of information about pagans. And for and the popularity of Harry Potter, I, I wish I'd read a, a, a better source of that, but that was the best I could do at the time. Uh, Harry Potter novels has made magic seem a force for good, really. Maybe for those who simply choose not to explore what paganism really is before realizing it is much more than what they see on TV and in the movies. We'd like to think that we are finally coming out of the shadows. The coordinators of two pagan groups in the Washington area estimate that at least 1,000 pagans live in northern Virginia, Maryland, and the District of Columbia. At least half actively hide their faith from their relatives. Also, many hide their faith from their employers, and I would bet you a dollar to a donut that there, that is a, a, a small number. I bet you there's many, many more. One such person was a 58-year-old former Roman Catholic, haha, what did I tell you, who has been an auditor for 30 years in what he calls one of the most buttoned-down departments in one of the most sacrosanct agencies of the federal government. I put on this Joe taxpayer suit, and it's like living two lives, he said. A minority would have a problem with me, but it would be a big problem. They would assume that we are doing, meaning pagans, weird things, illegal, immoral things, at all hours. They wouldn't want to know what we really do, but they go with their presumptions instead. Sacrifice goats. (laughs) You're not helping this, you realize that. Just the old gnarly ones. We like the cute ones. Okay. okay. Beekman Brothers will be very happy to hear that. (laughs) The auditor said that by coming out of the broom closet, he risked ostracism at work 
and be and perhaps being pushed into early retirement, which would affect his pension. I don't even want to contemplate it, he said. And then a New York marketing executive finds the city so secular that being passionate about his religion is often met with a smirk. Yay, New York. <laughs> Unlike folks in the Bible Belt, whose first and foremost thing they want to know about you is where and how often you attend church. And then they, of course, grill you about your family and all that kind of thing. That's okay. I grill people about family too, but in an entirely different way. He feels it would be worse if people knew he was pagan. In my personal and private life, I like to be taken seriously, he said. Pagans are associated with 70s and hippies and counterculture. New York is a type A city, and it's all about getting ahead, and kooky ones don't get ahead. I wonder how many people are pagan in Congress or any of those places or in as bank officers or uh, fashion fashionistas and people like that. I wonder how many. Anyway, members of other religions, including Jews and Catholics, have also sometimes been forced to mask their faith. And we all know this is true historically and even today. I mean, there are people who are in charge of our government who don't like Jews or don't like Catholics or don't like, certainly don't like pagans. But it is rare for Christians and Jews to keep their religion from their own parents and grandparents, as many pagans still have to do. The Virginia mother we spoke about earlier has not told her mother, not to this day, or grandmother, that she is pagan. I have a deep-seated fear that they will say, you can't be a part of this. You're raising your kids as evil. Can you imagine somebody saying that to you? I mean, can you really imagine? She attends um, classes about Wicca on Friday nights. And she has yet to caution her older child, a preschooler, not to tell anyone about them. And then he says, yeah, mommy's going to witch school. And I'm just waiting for the day that he says that in front of a teacher. Good luck, sweetie. We hope things change for you soon. Since the 90s, the U.S. witch population has seen an astronomical rise. Spirituality, which is always a safe name to use when you're seeking something to call your own because you're not happy with conventional religions, is now firmly in place in mainstream culture. The growing interest in astrology driven by millennials, as well as the popularity of crystals and tarot cards via the ballooning wellness industry, have brought mysticism from the fringes and right into your Instagram feed. However, I don't feel that necessarily means you are seriously seeking a real religion. It could just mean that you're interested in astrology and crystals and tarot cards. Birgit Necessary, yes, that is necessarily her name, who describes herself as a green witch from Washington State, defines the religion similarly, explaining it as a deep adherence to nature and natural law, and attention to the cycles of the earth and the lives within it. As a green witch, Necessary adds that her practices mostly revolve around the plant kingdom and herbal healing. Because we don't have a Bible and our version of the Dead Sea Scrolls to refer to on a daily basis, most paganism is built on original anthropological findings of how ancient man began to repeat, with specific and deliberate actions, ritual and burial rites. We then quickly discovered that our forefathers attached ritual to the seasons, to planting, to birth, to death, and communion of life. Not all people who practice witchcraft consider themselves as pagan even though they like all the trappings of their religion, which is strange 
but no stranger, I guess, than those who play it entirely safe by referring to themselves as Christian witches. I say strange because they have obviously not read the Bible very carefully. It states clearly that never the two can be connected upon pain of death, or the very least a severing from the Christian part of the now Christian witch. There are a surprising number of pagans who try straddling that fence, and a great deal of that is why we address this topic. This may work for some pagan-slash-Christians, and more power to them. They need all the goodwill the rest of us can send their way. The numbers on Wicca and paganism may well undercount the total number of witches. I'm very sure that they do. I'm very sure that they do. Some witches reject paganism, particularly Wicca, in its current form as a, let me get this straight, new age less than perfect reinvention of witchcraft. We consider our tradition ancient path, and therefore it's not connected with the neo-tradition. Though the data is sparse, what we do know is that the practice of witchcraft has seen major growth in recent decades. I don't think it's recent. I think it's been going on for quite a while. As the witch aesthetic has risen, so has the number of people who identify as witches. And some of them identify prematurely because they actually don't know what a real witch is. And they need to think about that and they need to study. Those have shown that paganism has grown tremendously from an estimated 8,000 pagans in 1990 to more than a million in 2018 and literally millions worldwide. And I think that the 1990 and up, I've got some stats on it, but it's too boring to read. And... Um, I'm just telling you that I think it's really much more, and I think it's much more because of people being in hiding. So to wrap up, it is sad that we have obviously not entered upon the age of the free witch, one who has the freedom to proclaim his or her religion as they please and have open and honest discussions with whom they like and those relatives and employers who do not view them differently than their Christian slash Abrahamic counterparts and who at least respect the pagan religion in all its harmonious and peaceful beauty. But whatever the exact number is, it's clear that witches are among us, and the current trajectory suggests that their population will continue to grow. I'm crossing my fingers for that, because I want it to grow, but I want it to grow in harmony and peace. So to all my fellow witches still in hiding, stay strong, do whatever it takes to keep you and yours safe, one day, your time will come. So mote it be, Aeon? Yes, darling, so mote it be. Now, it's time to blow out the candles. Oh, stop it. Pack our herbs, close our book of spells, and fold our tents. Tent? What tent? The one that's out in the backyard oh. waiting for David to pick it up. Go. Oh, tent. Keep going. But before we go, we'd really like to hear from you. We'd like to know what you'd like to hear from us on the show and how often. We'd also like to hear from you if you are involved in the pagan community and have something you'd like to share with the listening audience. If you live in our area, it's even possible that you could come and do a guest spot on The Witching Hour. We don't bite. Contact us through the website, thewitchinghour.com. We'd also like to thank the team of magicians who helped put this show together. So Rob, take it away. Tell them what you're up to and how to find you. Thanks, Bill. Like he said, contact us through thewitchinghour.com where there are buttons for Facebook and Twitter. And you can always email the show at l at thewitchinghour.com. 
And that brings us to the end of another Witching Hour, so thank you for listening, and we'll see you next month. <laughs>